0: And your head was turned the other way when when I played the opening, because guess who's there now?
1: Miss Muffet.
0: Yes. Did you see her?
1: No, I didn't, but I did get a glimpse of her the other day, so I knew you put it on there.
0: Oh, very good. Very good. Yes, she was she's just adorable. By the way, you're listening to my independence report. This is a very special My Independence Report because we have got a new star. A budding star that is is going to make the world shine brightly, and at least I'm I'm hoping so because her life is uh, an amazing journey. Um, Kayla May, the spiritual warrior, is what we've decided to call her because she is she was on KK and W with me yesterday. Did a fabulous job. Had a lady almost in tears and uh, because she was about ready to lose her her cat of 14 years and stuff so we had a really good time with that and uh, you can listen to that on the podcast and um and then kayla um she left yesterday to uh, go to a family reunion she had a family reunion she lost her keys she found her keys and then she drove home kayla may what happened
1: well after finding my stinking keys and having a conversation with my uncle mike <laughs> um now your was, uncle mike
0: is is the one who has passed on yes. but likes to do pranks with you
1: yep he's my trickster you know he, he's the one that tells me the smart ass you know comments you're not doing it right you should have done it this way or you know oh there you go girl or <laughs> you know just one of those um I, more of a guide i would say um but yesterday on my way home with both of my children in the car, um, I came upon a wreck that had just happened in front of me. This and I five. Um, yep. Right there by Anacortes. Um. It was right coming towards I five. So it was that anacortis highway. Oh, stretch
0: okay. Where, got they, it.
1: where yeah. the casino and stuff is, but it was about two miles to a mile back from the actual Anacortis exit or entrance or whatever you want to call it well i see people stopped i see debris all over the road um and i see a motorcycle i see um a van that's back end was completely scrunched in i asked um a man on the scene which was another um, bike driver that was i later on found out that they weren't connected they weren't together they were just driving ahead of him and he was a lone bike rider And I see him because I didn't get a response from the other one. And this guy, I don't even know how he walked up to me, but he walked up to me completely covered in blood from head to toe. And I asked him if he needed help. And he said, yes. I instantly, after stopping traffic, pulled my car over to the other side and I parked my car, told my kids to stay in and I ran immediately to this man to give him attention. I asked him where um, where he was hurt. I looked all over his body to where I you know where I could visibly see where he was bleeding, and it was from his neck and his wrists. And I ran back to my car, grabbed my seat covers that I have in the back of my car, wrapped his whole body well, like not his whole body, but his arms that were bleeding really bad, and applied pressure to his neck. He then told me he was getting very dizzy and wasn't feeling well. So I crossed traffic again, holding his neck and his, his bleeding wrists and sat him on the back of my car and continued to hold pressure on this man's neck and wrists until the ambulance got there almost 15 minutes later.
0: So what kind of a conversation did you have with him uh, while you were holding his neck and basically keeping him alive?
1: I I, I I didn't even ask him his name. That's, that's how far the conversation went. Because in reality, I had not only was protecting and trying to save him, I stopped a fight to happen because the father in the van got out because he had his children, which is absolutely understandable. If you've been in a wreck with your kids, you instantly go into freak out mode. And I understand where that father was coming from 150%. And I, and I know that in that point in time, there was no need to be arguing. It was a time of realization and in serious need of somebody that could possibly bleed out at that point in time. There's no reason for a fight. So that's why I brought him over to my car. I told that father that he needs to go check on his family, make sure his wife and kids are okay, make sure he's okay. And, and enough is enough.
0: How did you get so brave, young lady? How, where did that come from?
1: I don't even know. I don't, I wouldn't even consider it braveness. I would consider it, I went into a mom act. I went into a full-blown mom mode, protection mode. I not only had to protect him and in, in figure out the scene, I had to stop the fight. I had to protect my children as well. So in that all in that time i felt like i had eight hands i I, there was somebody there with me that was physically saying do this do this do this because it was so instant that it just came like it was natural like i was a natural medic or a natural emt a doctor that somebody's saving saving somebody's life like in a real movie
0: because he was sitting there and he was obviously bleeding out Yeah, and he was he was feeling. That's one of the one of the uh, symptoms of uh, major blood loss is being becoming dizzy,
1: Mm -hmm. And and he was losing feelings in his extremities.
0: And so he was he he was literally watching his life ebb away.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there was just no need for fighting and conflict. I did right then in that point in time what i hope to goodness any other good samaritan would do if that were my child and because you know the when, I, when i saw it kevin i instantly pictured my children and if it, that was a scenario that they would have been in i would hope somebody would have the decency to do what i did
0: and and you you met him on the uh, fast lane side yep. and then because that's where you were driving yeah yeah and then you you pulled all the way over to the uh other side in mm-hmm. front of traffic and yep. got out of your car and then went back to him and 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 helped him out and then you guys crossed traffic again
1: mm-hmm.
0: um to put him on the on the back of your van so that he could um sit there and and you could apply pressure which is ultimately what kept him alive
1: i i, I can pray you know, that he didn't have any internal... I mean, visibly seeing the whole back end of a van, and and if you guys all know vans, and if you're listening, you know that you have your back row and your middle row. Imagine the whole back end to the middle row. And this was a bike and body. Now the you bike flew. Know- I didn't even see this happen. I saw the, the him walking towards me.
0: So it was the aftermath of... Getting, uh, um, um, running into the van. And we're going to talk about that in a minute because, um, motorcycle safety is a huge issue. And people think, tend to think that they're invincible. But, uh, um, so he was traveling at must have been a high rate of speed.
1: It had to have been, I, I, 80 plus. There was no way him going 50 nor 70 would have made that dent.
0: Well, and my guess is that traffic was slowing down mm-hmm. ahead of him, and he wasn't paying attention to it, and probably did you see any skid marks or anything like that? You probably didn't even notice.
1: I wasn't even. In there that was kind of, I, No, mom said. Yeah, and my mom said mm-hmm. there wasn't when they drove back from <clears throat> back from that way too, because they all seen. they all saw the van, uh, you know. We didn't see no helmet either. Yeah, no helmet. I oh,
0: didn't. You well, you know, I I am amazed that that you had the presence of mind to be able to do all of that and to protect your children. And what did what did the um, um, EMT say when they got there?
1: Um, they banked me, and I was very specific on where his wounds were because I had already checked him out. You know, from the upper part, you know, to his you know waist, because uh, I had ripped his shirt up to see if he was bleeding because there was just so much blood everywhere, and they. I told them where they were, they took a look at him and they kept the pressure applied while they walked him I th- about 10 feet in front of my car to the ambulance. And that was the last time I ever saw that man.
0: Well then, uh, but you you did an amazing thing and you should be congratulated. And you, you know, the interesting thing is that uh, you told me last night when we talked that people kept driving by. and it, Yeah. It, and they were not stopping, they were not paying attention, they were not uh, offering to help, Uh, they just kept driving by.
1: Yep, you know, you know, I want to give more props to the people out there that do stop and take the time. This is a gut instinct, this is a gut instinct and reaction where you, it's either fight or flight, and I was fighting, I was there to help fight for that man's life. I didn't second guess myself. I didn't hesitate. I saw a man in need, completely bloody from head to toe, and knew my heart had to help him.
0: Well, you did You did a phenomenal job of, of and quite literally, um, as we discussed, um, if, if uh, the bleeding is coming from a vein, which is... Uh, the blood going back to the heart uh it's a darker color and if it's going from the heart to, to like the one on his neck was uh, a bright bright red okay. So that was oxygen rich. And so that was going up to his brain, which accounts for some of the dizziness that he was feeling as well.
1: Yes, Very much so. You know, it wasn't more of a conversation I was having with him. I, in that time, once he was sitting on the back end of my car, I was on the phone talking to dispatchers, holding them. They were telling me to keep applying the pressure that I was applying. I said, you guys don't understand. You need to get people here immediately. This is far worse than people calling in to be. Um, and they just said, keep doing what you're doing. I gave him my name and my number and that was the end of it. And I, a part of me, I almost broke, you know, like, why is nobody here stopping to help me? I need help. I want help and nobody's here to help me. And the other guys on the motorcycle looked at me and goes, but you're doing it just fine and don't need help you have it under control until the ambulance gets here
0: so the motorcycle stayed and the the motorcyclist the other six
1: motorcyclists that were not in the same group with this man they heard it and they were ahead of him and he was trying to catch up to them and or something in my mind and he lost it they stopped pulled over, grabbed all the debris from the bike from the car weaving in and out of traffic so people that could continue driving so it wasn't stopped.
0: Well what was interesting about this whole thing is that you had a premonition Tell us about that
1: I had a really strong feeling I'd probably say about two months ago Whoa. that no yeah that I felt like I was gonna save someone's life. I then went to mystical wares in Mount Vernon with my mom did a salt room for about an hour and left there and had a conversation with my mother and told her, man, and I go, mom, I go, I really, really, really feel like I'm gonna end up saving someone's life. And I go, I don't know when, but I have a feeling it is coming extremely soon. And I said, I have a feeling it has to do with water because of summertime and everything like that. But, you know, that was just, you know, out of the air, one of those feelings, you know, another thought to go with the feeling that I had which was my own thought, not what was really coming to.
0: It's not very often where somebody will just think that they're going to save somebody's life. It it doesn't really work like that no. for most people.
1: No, but I can look at somebody and tell them that I feel like they're going to have a baby in a year. <laughs> it might be a girl or a boy, and sure as shit, it comes true. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, and and the a couple a couple of things. First of all, I'm not going to doubt you anymore because you foretold my mother's death, um, and that my brother was was there to help her, and uh, we were doing podcasts. And I'm not going to say who the individual was, but on Friday and Thursday we were doing some music podcasts, and um, and you said that somebody was going to be in trouble. Tell us about that.
1: I said somebody was going to be in trouble. Oh, no. Refrain my brain. What did I say?
0: Um, you texted and said somebody's got a heart condition or there's a there's a heart problem going on.
1: Uh, yeah, like, uh, well, I was either a heart attack or I believe I felt a, a brain aneurysm. And that, the,
0: that a death was coming soon, and you said, I hate this shit when this
1: happens. Yeah, I did. Okay, now, now I'm remembering. But, yeah, I mean... I want to look at it as a curse, but then I look at it as a blessing because if I wouldn't have lost my keys, if I wouldn't have passed the two cars that I passed, either that could have been me and my children, or I could have not witnessed it at all. Mm -hmm. So divine timing, I was placed there to help him at that point in time. I wasn't going to continue driving. I could have cared less that my kids were in the car they know that my children my children know that their mother just saved a man's life at that point in time and i want every child to know that they can save anybody go with your gut
0: exactly um tell us about that uh, now are you, are you did you ever ride a motorcycle <clears throat>
1: yes, a God. Yeah, I ran one into a doghouse, flipped over it, almost broke all my finger. I mean, I've learned my lesson on vehicles, motorcycle accidents, car accidents. I've had my fair share. I People need to be more aware. There are motorcyclists out there that are extremely cautious, or get blinded by somebody's lights, or can't see vans, or other cars can't see them. Or those crystal things hanging in the mirror. Yeah, or crystal things hanging in people's mirrors. That's what got me in my car wreck on the freeway, was I was blinded by a crystal thing on the freeway and didn't realize that everybody was braking. You know, so there's just you, or bright stickers or decals on people's cars. Those are blinding. You know,
0: you've had quite a number of uh, like, I believe your mom said that if you were a cat, you'd have used up all your nine lives. Yeah. My
1: grandmother and my mother both tell me that. Yeah. I strongly (laughs) vouch for this. I definitely think I'm high up there about eight. (laughs) (laughs) Well Yeah.
0: But it's important for you to continue doing what you're doing and uh, and living your life and and you're you're gonna live a long time. So, um, but what's it like when when you have one of these premonitions? Is it like, oh no, here we go again?
1: I, no, I, it's just so persistent. Like you know, w- watching John Edwards, you know how he's just so persistent on a, a feeling and he just doesn't let it go. That's what I got. I got that feeling months ago. Like, I feel like I'm going to save somebody. I feel like I'm going to save somebody. I kept saying this. Yeah. And I uh, visibly and verbally said it to my mother. And here now, two weeks later, it happened.
0: Well, according so I to I uh, myself yeah, <laughs> and,
1: well, and pray, I don't.
0: Well, according to John Edwards, he, what what he does is he can't let it go. They yeah. will not they will not mentally move him forward until he gets a response to a particular question. Right. So he, yeah. he has to keep coming back to it because he can't continue on because they won't let him. It's mm-hmm. the very same thing that, that happens to you is that they're not going to let you just poo-poo it. They're going to say, no, 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 this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen uh, until you acknowledge that this is going to happen and you were prepared for it. That helped.
1: A a little prepared for it. Yeah. (laughs) A little. If that's not a a big enough warning sign or a, hey, we're over here still. We know what's going on. We can see what's going on in the future. Here's a heads up. You know, I know, I know it was my uncle Mike that lost my keys. I know he was with me at my family barbecue. There's no way because my son played cornhole for the first time, two times. And he whooped my 70-year-old Uncle Tom's butt in cornhole who'd (laughs) been playing for years. So I know that he was there, you know, guiding and protecting everyone. But to hide my keys, you know, you hear people saying, oh, a ghost did this or a spirit did this and hid this and, and put it somewhere different. That happens to me all the time.
0: Now, how how long did it delay your departure because you couldn't find your keys? 10
1: minutes. About 5, 10 minutes.
0: That was just the amount of time that was necessary to for you to get on the road at that exact moment, yep. to get on the road at that exact moment, so that you could come up behind the accident at exactly that moment.
1: Yeah. I so, strongly believe that. And just seeing all the cars go by as I'm like, just holding him. I'm walking across the freeway. He's completely bloody as can be. I'm bloody from my arms down. My dress is completely ruined. My legs are bloody. How would you not stop? How would you not ask if I'm okay? Or let alone, how would you not stop to see if he's okay? It's kind acts. Where in the hell is humanity gone? Kevin? I can't, what is wrong with this generation of people? Where's the common courtesy, the decency of being respectful to another human being?
0: I don't know. I I honestly don't know, Kayla, and it's it's frightening because it. it I don't know how somebody could not stop. There was there was debris all over the road, and I'm sure that some people had to swerve around the debris.
1: Yes. No, they were swerving. That's what I saw looking about the 20 cars that were in front of me. I saw people running in and out. I saw people, cars swerving. They weren't even in their lanes. They were going all over the place and really slowed down. And I was like, okay, well, nobody's stopping. I'm going to stop traffic right here in the fast lane and ask, you know, has 911 already been called? Who needs help? Where, where's the person that needs help? You know, I, I, I knew the father was okay. He wasn't bleeding. So I knew that he was okay. I knew because he wasn't bloody at all. He didn't have a scratch on him. Well, he was
0: in a van. Yeah. And, and so he was protected. It's the motorcycle that, that, uh, and, and, um, uh, I've been told by you earlier and by your mom that, uh, he wasn't wearing a helmet.
1: I, yeah, I don't, I did not visibly see a helmet anywhere unless he took it off. Uh, yeah, unless he did. Yeah. I don't know. I never saw one not by his bike, not nothing.
0: If he was wearing a helmet.
1: Please. I'm on live, mom.
0: <laughs> if 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 he was wearing a helmet, chances are that he he his he would not have had the neck injury.
1: You know what, you're right, because where well, you know what? it was that fine line though, of where it would have came down if he was really wearing one, where he would have had those marks probably right in here.
0: Yeah, so so but but regardless of the of whether he was or not, he, if he ever rides again, will have a helmet on. I you know that's that's the thing, Kayla. There are two things is the one, by the way, thank you very much on behalf of all of us for saving and for helping and stopping. And I, I just can't believe that that nobody else, see, no, nobody else got stopped while you were crossing the road. Were people swerving around
1: you? Yes. Yes, they, had, they stopped and then continued driving like once I crossed each lane. Can I say something? Like what? Okay. <laughs> well, with all the shootings and everything going on, I can see why some people might have been hesitant to walk up to a vehicle where somebody's all bloody. I mean, chances are they didn't know if there was a shooting going on or what. I wouldn't probably walk up to a vehicle not knowing. And just in fear of that, that there's a shooting or something going on, gun related or something. Nowadays, that's why so many people are hesitant. this This is a true statement. There are people that are those hesitant people. And then you get me, the 1% that's like, nope. I have to stay.
0: Well, and and I would like to think that people can figure out when there's debris all over the road that a motorcycle has gone down and that uh, um, people are willing to help. It was interesting. I I, I came upon a motorcycle accident uh, up going on I-5 when I was driving a bus and um, the lanes were all full. There was a gal that was helping a guy that had just and there was his arm was either broken and his his bone was sticking out of his arm and all of that kind of stuff and she was helping him but there wasn't you know a lot of people just kept on going um people just kept on going and and i don't know where our society is where people aren't willing to to help each other the way that that i would like us to do
1: um, I know I totally feel this on another level. That's why this morning I woke up and I was like, we need to let people be aware that not only is a motorcyclist at fault, but there are other vehicles that can be at fault too. You know, these are big boy toys right here. Female toys for that instance, you know, it's just like men driving tractors and Tonka trucks and stuff like that. They probably played with them when they were kids now they're doing it live big style you know they need to take into factor that their lives matter but the people around them lives matter so in that point in time you you have to look at your surroundings you have to be aware and in tuned of the environment that you're put into you can't live life recklessly you could if you really wanted to if you want to be a dumbass but you have to stay strong. You have to think straight.
0: Well, and and a motorcycle, riding a motorcycle is a heavy responsibility because you do not have any protection at all. No. Um and he was going at such a rate of speed cuz he was I think you're probably right, he was trying to catch up to the other riders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um and so he was going at a high rate of speed. And perhaps weaving in and ab- uh, in amongst the cars, weaving in and out, and then the, the traffic slowed down, and he could not react fast enough. Nope. And and that you know, that's a terrible thing when when somebody does something that like that to themselves. But um, I I'm just so now. What was his demeanor when you walked up to him and he, he said he's not all right?
1: Like he was gonna. Faint like he needed a motherly person to be right there for him. Like, I could tell he was absolutely terrified. He goes, I really hope an EMT or an emergency gets here quickly. And that's when I ran back across the freeway, got like grabbed my car seat covers that I had in my back end, and I wrapped his wrists and started applying the pressure. Once I found out visibly where all the blood was squirting from, like a horror movie. I then collected myself and wrapped him up as good as I could and then crossed back over again and had him come sit down.
0: You do recognize how, how special what you did was, right?
1: I do, but I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry it happened, but I'm extremely blessed that it happened because it made me more aware of my surroundings. It made me more in tuned with the environment. And I wouldn't take it back and I wouldn't do anything differently. I would have done everything the exact same way. Even if his life would have been lost right there on my hands, I don't think I would have, I would not have changed what I did. I would have stopped all over again.
0: Well, and which was the right thing to do, which was the right thing to do. And thank God that you being a mom, you've, you, you fixed bloody noses and, and stuff like that. So you, you've seen, well, being a mother, you've seen all sorts of things leave a child's body. And <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> so you're used to um, ha- having bodily fluids and all that kind of stuff and so it 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 didn't it it now when he was bleeding like that did it shock you or was it like, "Oh, uh, okay, well, he's bleeding. I better fix it."
1: Um, I was shocked. I I was completely shocked to see him com- covered in head to toe in blood. I was really really shocked i was panicked but i held my panic in i was trembling i'm not gonna lie i was trembling and shaking the whole time my nerves were completely shook they were shot from hell and high water i i cried all the way home afterwards i was still traumatized after the fact i'm still traumatized from this people need to realize that if you're put in a place at a certain time don't drive by if you've got that gut instinct that something's just not right, maybe it's just a fender bender. Have the decency to pull over just to ask if those drivers are okay, because you could make their day, or you could let alone help them, and not even know it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I told you about the accident that I witnessed on uh, I ninety, yeah. and it was an SUV with a trailer, and she took. She must have been going about seventy. Cause she, she hit the, uh, the corner too hard and the trailer, uh, fishtailed fish tailed and she lost it, ended up on her side in the ditch. And there was nobody there when I got there.
1: Yep.
0: So, so I stopped and, and fortunately for me and for her and her, uh, baby and three kids and dog that were all in the SUV, um they couldn't get out because the the doors of those things are really quite heavy
1: The are very heavy especially if they're flipped over angled any kind of different hard to yeah, open so, the door.
0: so all i could do was to hold the door open so that they could maybe have an opportunity to to crawl out fortunately nobody was badly hurt but at the same but for, and also it got you know there were bunches of folks that stopped and um so, we had like 10 or 15 guys that were trying to help them get out of the SUV and stuff. But it, it's just, it just amazes me though, that because I've seen this all the time. Well, I, <laughs> I told you about the, uh, you know, the time when I was driving a bus, I was going down the Soto Busway and there was a lady that was, I was behind a Sound Transit bus and there was a lady that had a, was on a walker and was pretty unsteady and uh, she was trying to walk to the bus stop. And um, she um, kind of veered towards the uh, curb, and one of the wheels went off the curb. She lost her balance right when the sound transit coach was going by, and she slammed into the side of the sound transit bus, bounced off, and laid motionless on the ground. Now, we're trained to, first of all, to, to call something like that in, and so I had to stay by the phone in order to get that done. Nobody. There were 50 people on my bus. Nobody moved. Nobody got up to see. Nobody got up to, to help out. It was all like they were divorcing, divorcing themselves from humanity, and nobody agreed to help. Finally, a gal came up who said, I'm a nurse. Maybe I can help. So she went out there. I completed the call. I went out there and the lady ended up being taken by ambulance. I and I think she's okay. It was, she was an older lady and, and stuff. But but I'm I am appalled by how we do not take care of each other uh, just as one human being to another. Okay. And uh and people just they ignore it, they don't they I had a <laughs> I had another time when I when a guy got assaulted on my bus by two other people and I opened the the doors like we were trained to do and the the two guys left the bus and as I'm going back to assess the condition of the man that just got beat up a lady said to me well they've left the bus let's go and uh, I said, I'm not going anywhere until I find out, if, you know, if he's okay, and then we're going to call the police, and then we're going to call the medics, and we're going to do all that. She said, they're gone, they're, and he's not going to want any help. You just keep, continue on. It's like, I cannot. And then we, she argued with me for the rest of the trip going downtown that uh, uh, that she was, that she was right, and that I should have just let the guy uh, uh sit back there it's it's just the, the the lack of compassion for our fellow man is i think epidemic what do you think
1: yeah i think it's getting worse
0: i do, we're, I do.
1: eventually we're going to be at ground zero
0: i agree with you We're we are we are looking out after our small little tribes and we're not looking out after the bigger picture of helping each other out uh of of bad situations and uh, it's and and that happened to you. I can't imagine you walking a man that's clearly uh, hurt with blood from head to toe across the highway, and people not only don't stop; they're just they they slow down just so that you can walk in in front of them, but then they just speed off after that.
1: Yeah, we. Ha- I have an orb in my video.
0: You have an orb.
1: Yeah, you didn't just see that white thing. It wasn't dust. That was an orb, and it just landed right into my head. Huh? <laughs> you yeah, have... it just flew away. Huh? Or it just flew away. Like it went out that direction. If you um... read this video, there's an orb flying around me. You said something was around me. Something really is.
0: Well, it's, it, there is there is something around you. By the way, we're talking with Kayla May and she is a spiritual warrior and we are uh, very happy to to promote her and to work with her from from here on out to create some real dynamic stuff because she is good, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, uh, she's at the beginning of her journey, Um, but she. Uh, sees I I didn't see the orb. I believe I take your word for it, but there was probably somebody there to let you know that uh, they were very proud. They were very proud of you.
1: Oh, maybe it was one of his family members or something. You know, I it wasn't just me. I wasn't alone. I had angels with me. I wasn't just the only. I was the physical one there, but I had all the warriors behind me, and I definitely felt that yesterday. I had a whole army behind me.
0: And and thank God you did. Yeah. Um, I I had
1: eight hands that I just magically had and I only have physically two.
0: Oh, exactly. Well, you know, you did it, you did a really nice job. You did a really good thing for people for this gentleman. And hopefully he'll never do something stupid like that again. And hopefully he'll recover. I Um, I,
1: I pray. And that's all they can do.
0: It didn't look like anything was broken. It (laughs) was it was just cut up. Yep. Yeah. but
1: I mean, there could have been internal bleeding there could have been broken bones uh, hard to tell because his adrenaline was probably just as flowing as much as mine
0: oh yeah oh yeah well he was seeing his life pass before his eyes and had it not been for you he might have died right there on the road
1: yeah, It's a strong possibility yeah
0: because once you pass out and you're bleeding out um, and it's pretty much yeah. all over yeah It's all over. So Kayla May, I would like you to, uh, we, we have to wrap it up, but I would love for you to tell our audience anything you'd like to to know about you, the future, what we're going to be doing together, all that stuff.
1: Well, come join us for my spiritual warrior journey. Um, If you'd like advice on intuitiveness, empathic protection, meditation, ideas, grounding, you name it, I'll be here. We can go on a journey together and learn and, take pride in maybe making the world a little bit of a better place.
0: That is, I couldn't have said that any better myself. Yeah. And I, I, Kayla, I, I thank you. Um, the Her podcast from yesterday will be on my independence report later on today or tomorrow. Um, this will be up right away on, on YouTube. Go watch it if you haven't seen the whole thing. It really is a striking story of what she did to save somebody's life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Paulette says, nicely done, Kayla.
1: Thank you, Paulette. I just so, I, I wish more people would be aware. Stay safe.
0: Be safe. Be aware. And can we please, 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 can we help each other and be kind? Is that too much to ask? I hope not. I hope we can get back there. Kayla Mae, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Amen, guys.